the amazing life of a potsy. It was harder to me to put my phone in the mini tripod. It was actually harder for me to do it than to actually record this probably this entire episode. So now I have chest pains and I can't breathe and I'm exhausted. Woo! Pot's life. Hi, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Revolution from Your Bed podcast. Today is going to be a bit different. It's going to be more of a rumble. I want to talk about... How I feel basically during this quarantine, I know I've been doing videos and writing and posting stuff about how cool it is to have a routine and a schedule and to work out and yoga and meditate and to have all this amazing thing just to stay sane during quarantine and be productive and feel that you have some sort of self-development going on. But yeah, I just want to ramble that it's been hard because I'm used to be so active. I think my record was 12 countries in one month. Usually I'm just flying around, public speaking and training and doing stuff for my projects. And it's been so hard just to stay in one place. Yes, I'm so lucky not to do it by myself. I'm so lucky to have such a beautiful relationship. But it's just hard because you cannot really meet people and you do some Zooms and, and Skypes and so on, but you cannot really meet people. And it's been a challenge. And I want to talk about how does it feel for somebody who's basically been isolated for so long to repeat this trauma and being forced to be kind of isolated. Yeah, it's not been easy. I think this past few months have been a challenge. I think that I've been choosing to stay home more than maybe I should also because you can go for maybe like grocery shopping more and do maybe more walks but I'm working on my book that is also called Revolution from Your Bed and is depicting my journey through my illness and uh, rehabilitation and how did I basically do it and what did I learn and what do I think that healthcare should do in order to really tend to us patient instead of saying those empty slogans like patient-centered care and so on and also a lot of self-development tips coming from really reconstructing my health journey or not to say illness journey so i've been feeling kind of down maybe in the past few days like on the one hand everything is good on the other it's very hard to balance because if you really want to write a book like this, you need to go really deeply in and you need to delve into yourself, your darkest moments of your illness and extract all these goodies for the book editors, but less goodies for you. And when it's not very assisted or supported, it's really hard because if I really want to be productive in writing, I need to be in this zone. And sometimes it takes me hours to get to the zone and to get out of the zone. So I'm trying to find better writing strategies. And yes, it's not fiction, so I cannot just go into some writing flow. I know many people start to write like stuff for 10 minutes and then they're in their flow. And I would love to hear if you have any comments down below or email if you're a podcast listener. But I don't know, I just feel that there's always a toll. Like, if I want to be happy and completely active, so I'm maybe less effective in some of the aspects of my project, 
if you want to write a book like this and it's gonna take like a year or so so I don't know is it going to be like this in the next six months to ten months I've finished one third of the book roughly like I don't think it's healthy but on the other hand writing was one of the things that saved me kind of or really helped me when I was sick so yes I know it's just a rumble but I just wanted to share with you this experience of writing not really easy for me but on the other hand I There's so much happening when you write. You realize stuff about your illness and how you've been treating yourself and how you've been treating others. So I think it's really, really productive in that sense. And yes, I will mention it every time almost that journaling and writing and creative writing can be really therapeutic. And of course, there is bibliotherapy and other actually validated methods using writing to heal. But kind of this coaching advice... To, to actually journal every day or write every day yes it's still valid but I think that this is a very different ball game yes I wrote another book when I was sick but it was a fiction book and I was kind of delved into this fantasy of this character so I put myself in some healthy dude's shoes and imagine myself in this beautiful place by the beach and having a romance and kind of solving my own problem through this hero's journey which is amazing it's therapeutical later on I found out that this is one of the ways and methods therapists are using but now that I'm actually needed to write a book that's taken like around one year it's kind of pulling me back to the rabbit hole of this pots and of this illness so I What I wanted to talk about is basically how you can balance it with other stuff. Yeah, so I've been working for the last three years on a startup and lately we've decided to part ways and hopefully our technology will be adopted by another company. So I had this huge struggle there that triggers a lot of stuff and I had to basically deal with two major projects of mine failing roughly at the same time. Both of them are multiple years of work, and both of them were very promising on the verge of being acquired by another stakeholders. And then due to, let's call it relationship management, which is everything in any project, it didn't work. And I think that I was on the verge of actually getting sick again. I felt it in my bones. I felt it in my body that the stress levels are so high for my parts, the blood pressure, the, the pulse, the chest pain, that if I'm going on like this for a few more weeks, I might go back doing this unremission stuff and going back to my bed, which was probably my greatest fear. And I had this promise to myself, never good to go back to bed again. And then, of course, it happened again a few years ago. So you cannot promise yourself something you cannot do. withstand uh, in a chronic illness but what you can promise yourself is to give everything that you can to your body nourish it love it treat it to the temple so what am I doing right now after all this craziness began and I was lucky to have an amazing partner to really help me through this crazy phase I've decided that I'm not giving enough to myself and even though I'm giving a lot of advices about it I was doing a lot of external things kind of sourcing of myself uh, to those projects and to other projects and I've decided that I need to go back in and what I've decided to do is first of all take care of the most burning issue that I have it was an excavation of my IBS usually pots comes with IBS like irritable bowel syndrome it's happened to a lot of people with pots but it stands alone by itself and I had an entire video about it how did I heal my guts from food intolerances and IBS and basically I've decided to start this 
crazy diet, completely, of course, medically validated, but this diet eliminating everything that I knew or suspected that causing this. So on the course of two months, I basically decided to regain my health and start in the most burning issues because you cannot live with stomach pain and be afraid to leave your home because of it all the time. And when I've decided to do it, I've decided to look back in and see what do I want to do for years? Like, I've always said I'm going to have a YouTube channel and I had videos here and there, but no, you're too busy being an entrepreneur. So yes, I've started this YouTube channel, a place to express myself. I've started this podcast, a place to express myself. I started to write more in terms of blogging and so on. And there are a few posts, but more is coming. And then I delve deep inside and I've decided that I need to stop being unauthentic in my entrepreneurship because I did a lot of stuff there, almost there, helping people, fixing healthcare, helping patients, but it's not exactly what I need and want to do. Usually you're dragged into these pivoting modes that you need to adjust yourself for investors or for the market or whatever and say, F it, I need to do something for us patients. So I'm launching the patient school, which is going to be a place that patients will come online and learn everything they need to know about managing their health journey and their illness and how to get better and how to deal with their doctors and family members and friends and how to engage in wellness and everything you need to know to manage your basically health or not to say sick journey. And I've decided to start this book, which I think is super important to put. Finally, I had a lot of interviews, even for... Uh, I'm working on a movie script with a friend, and she's the director, and she, like, for three whole days, we sat in her kitchen, ate an amazing vegan food. Thank you, Sandra, my dear. And basically, she interviewed me, and we go, like, so deep into my illness journey. And I figured out so many things about traumas and vulnerabilities and self-canceling and pleasing other people. So I realized it's all out there. And I had so many other interviews. I had an amazing interview with an amazing reporter called Theo from the Cyprus Mail. It's a newspaper written in English, issuing every week in Cyprus. And they did a story about me. And it was like a two-hour interview. And again, every time somebody interviewed me, I said, oh my God, somebody has to write this story. It can be a great book. But I never did it because, again, external sourcing of me to let life control me and be proactive and not active, and I've decided to stop it. I said, A, we're quarantined anyway, it's coming and going, I have an amazing apartment, amazing partner, I have all the settings that I need, and I feel better. I was about to feel much worse, but I feel better now. It's cold here, it's drier. One of the reasons I moved to Europe is because my doctor begged me to do so, to go to a drier, colder place, because us Potsies, we cannot stand the heat. I'm coming from Israel. What an amazing, beautiful, lovely place, but it might get too hot and too humid for me. Sometimes I feel amazing in Vienna. I fly back to Israel for a talk or visit my family, and then I just open the gate of the plane or like, uh, oh my God, and then you feel like you're back in bed and you kind of lose 40 IQ points in the same second that you experience this heat and you feel like you, you, you want to fade all the time and it's just terrible. And this is one of the reasons I'm in an environment that is kind of better for me and controllable for me. So everything was in the right setting and I've decided to basically start writing this book. It was a crazy journey. I had to go very, very deep into the initial details of the fall itself, of the moment I've collapsed. 
and in my life being a young man about to be 22 and about to start medical school in a few weeks to, to completely shattered and in bed and in a few months deteriorate into a guy who can barely walk and barely talk and later on not even do those and yeah it was one heck of a journey but I think that even though it's hard and I'm rambling about it I think it was so important for me as a patient as a person for myself to finally acknowledge myself and And not to be dragged because people tell you, "Oh, you should do this or be an entrepreneur like this and do this startup." No, like I knew from the age of fifteen or so what I want to do. I wanted to do medical stuff and to have medical knowledge that if I encounter somebody in need, I can help. I wanted to empower people. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to use media to talk to people. I wanted to have knowledge about the human body and biology and to write a book. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but it took me decades to get to the same point that yes, I have a very advanced emergency medical training and I can really help people in need and I studied biology in university and a lot of human biology and I have all this knowledge and I do a lot of startups and work in this field but eventually the thing is coming back again lecturing to people, talking to people, training people, writing books and it's all come back to me again it's just amazing to know when, when you have the answers inside you really know what you want to do when you're happy because when I was 15 16 I was in the best years of my life I think like back then I was really happy and content because I was so active volunteering in multiple places and I worked in a radio station then I founded the radio station for my school and I was a member of the student body and I founded this kind of environmental committee and social involvement and I was a Red Cross volunteer and Boy Scout and a volunteer and training here and like I did a lot of stuff and eventually I knew it all so now that I'm not in this high point again that I'm flying every two seconds and I'm doing all these projects and stuff has been seized for a minute it was a good time for me to come and think what do I want to do and I've decided that I invest time in my patient community that I founded the Israeli Society of Dysautonomia Patient Society of Dysautonomia. I want to relaunch Project Heart, which is an amazing online project to empower underprivileged youth by teaching them to be first aid instructors, and then they go on back to their communities and teach first aid. So this is a cool project that is available online, and the training is for free, and the kits are for free, and we need help. So if somebody wants to help us, please comment, ping me, or whatever. And I want to stop all these gigs that I was doing and just focus on me, my own brand, bringing my voice so I can help patients, so I can empower people that I'm going to, to use it for both sides. For, for one hand, I can empower people using my own journey and my own crazy story. And on the other hand, I can focus my attention on being a professional patient in residence, this kind of profession I invented alongside with my peers. In the Ludwig Boltzmann Institute in which I, I served as the first patient in residence so to help other organization health organization to bring the patient's voice into action but to put everything that I do basically in the patient school and in my own brand revolution from your bed voice journey so it took me so long and only after struggling with this book and struggling with this quarantine I've came to the own conclusion and I must say that uh, the first round of quarantine was actually nice I was actually having fun because I It was nice being in bed all day. Um, not so much if you feel unwell, but when you feel well, oh, I can eat whatever I want, I can game, I can read. I didn't watch almost any Netflix or so on because I really wanted to control it. So I did educational self-empowerment, yoga, meditation, and I was feeling so good that I thought, hey, second quarantine is going to be great. 
And of course, it's amazing to spend time with your loved one and to write and to create content. But it was a great challenge. But I'm so blessed for this challenge like I am for my illness because I actually know exactly what I want to do. And I'm so happy that I've been struggling with this writing and I've been struggling with quarantine because now I know exactly what I'm doing. I was even stuck with the patient school and then I called a friend, Emina. She's like a really amazing friend from Istanbul. I have a lot of friends in Istanbul, Turkey. And she's a doctor and she's also an entrepreneur. We're in the same Kinonet alumni. Kinonet is an international entrepreneur network that basically just help each other to change the world for the better. And we just talked about it and she told me, like, what do you need? And I'm like... I want you to be my co-founder and chief doctor because I'm the founder and chief patient and I want to bring the side of the doctor to this because I also want the patient school to teach doctors how to treat us. And she said, yes, I mean, because everything you do, I want to do with you and because she's a great friend and, and that's it. It was so simple. But like she was on my mind from day one, but I didn't pick up the phone because this procrastination, when you're stuck in quarantine, in this loop, you're always at home doing the same thing, same routine, And you have those ideas already and you want to write this blog and you want to create this YouTube and you want to do this online course and you want to meditate and you want to do yoga and you want to exercise. I'm talking about you guys. And that you don't do it even though you know exactly what you need to do. So my answer is just order and structure and routine. So I have a schedule that I plan for quarantine. I'm going to share an entire video about it. But basically, we get up in the morning. Yoga, meditation, breakfast, and then working time, again, cooking time, lunch time and lunch break, watching something, relaxing, and then three more hours of work, and then dinner. Sorry, then <laughs> you have to work out because you're going to get crazy in quarantine. And then workout time, and then dinner, and then some new skill acquiring time in which we basically study, sing, play, write songs, whatever, learn something online. And then, of course, we have time for gaming, be together, watch movies, whatever. But, but I think this constant hours eating with this new diet that I do, writing is not very organized in this, but this will be the next phase, putting the writing in the right place because it's much like inspiration-based and news-based, but it's really triggered good productivity because if you say, I'm going to sit in my home and work for eight hours, it's not going to work. But I commit only to work six hours a day, so at least I have five hours of complete work. I've tried writing on, on demand, but it was very hard. I would come back from my daily walk, which I have to do because otherwise in two, three weeks I'm potsy again. Pots people have exercise intolerance, but on the other hand, they have to exercise to stay healthy. So this balance, constant balance you have to do. So I used to come back from work completely exhausted and try to write for 20 minutes. But sometimes, you know, you have like 500 words or 300 words and sometimes nothing comes out. So I'm trying to be more muse-based because I can go on a train for eight hours and write an entire chapter and sit at home for a week and write nothing. So this is the next phase. So I'm doing better. Meditation, change my life, yoga, change my life, eating healthy uh, according to my body needs and fit, fixing my gut, fixing my sleep. I'm going to talk about it in a different uh, video podcast, fixing my sleep, working on the relationship you have to constantly work. It's not for granted. You spend so much time and effort to meet somebody and then you just lay there. Like we say in Hebrew, lay on the roses petals. So no, you need to work on that as well and give place to your partners and really be mindful and work and talk and self-reflect. 
and really find out what you need to fix. This is an amazing time to fix it. Your growth areas that you have, now it's an amazing time to, to do it. Everything is online. You don't have a lot of people demanding stuff for you when you're quarantined. So guys, this is the time. I really highly recommend to do scheduling. And even though it's hard, like I've been rambling on about write, create, don't forget it. I really recommend trying to write your own memoir. I said it before that the guys in ourbooks.com would love you to have your book there for free, whether if it's private or public. I think that writing your own story is amazing. If you're very imaginative, kind of reflecting it onto or deflecting it onto a, a, a hero and make it a fictional story, change the names and the characters and the places, but basically the same stories like life has brought to you and then you kind of analyze it and there's a lot of amazing ways and amazing courses that teach you how to do it i'm not an expert writing coach but i really recommend to do it and to use this struggle in writing and in creating content to actually work on your growth areas it's been amazing for me and even though i'm just sitting here rambling from for 23 minutes i know that eventually this is exactly what you need to get better you need to be reflective you need to talk more so i'm gonna make a pledge and a promise here every time i'm making a video or a podcast or like in this case both in the same time i feel so empowered just looking at the camera imagining that you guys are there and i'm talking to you and empowering you so i will pledge to do a piece of content every day and at least one episode of podcast and one video every week i think that it's empowering me maybe it's empowering you too and it's really helping me so i'm going to take you through the journey of writing my book and update you about it and i would love to hear what you think Maybe after the editor that I'm assisted with will approve my first chapter, I can post it online in our books and let you guys comment on it. So I want to take you with me to this kind of tough and struggling journey of writing a book, creating content, starting startups, starting NGOs, but using the book as kind of a pillar to take, take me and you through this journey, through quarantine, through COVID, ending 2020, going into 2021, and hopefully this year I'm gonna finish my book and do many more stuff to help patients. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me rambling. It's really helpful and, and therapeutic for me, and I hope it's giving you something back. Please feel free to comment and send me your thoughts about what I'm doing in this podcast and YouTube channel, because I really want to help you guys. And I really think that it's an amazing opportunity for me to share from my crazy life experience that I've accumulated through this sickness or illness led entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship. Thank you again for being here. And I, as a promise and pledge, I will have one episode of podcast and one video every week for now. But I will try, try, try to do most a piece of content every day. And let's see how it goes. Peace and see you next week. Bye.